All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Better late than never. Welcome. Yellow. It's favorite. Fucking Anton Landers. I like, really like the Magnum Yeah! Let's go, baby! Yeah! Bag milk. This is Ceases. Uh oh. Ceases. What? Uh oh. Ceases. Ceases. Tyler, you remember check? This is so fucking sexy. Is he, though? Ceases. Fucking Anton Lander. It's Tyler could be my favorite. enemy. I love Tyler. But the answer is, I don't think he loves me back. This is so fucking I don't think sexy. he likes me back. We'll get there. Welcome, uh, everybody, to Better Late Than Never, episode 56, I think. Can you believe in doing these for a year? I remember last year. Almost a year, I think. I think I launched in January of this year. I'll have to go back and look. But it's almost amazing that it's been a year of these podcasts. It's growing. It's going well. I'm having a good time. I hope you are having a good time, too. The numbers look good. Thankfully, the fine folks at the audio department are here as the title sponsor. Of course, theaudiodepartment.ca is where you need to go. The audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. Check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca. Lots to get to this week. Plenty to talk about as our Edmonton Oilers have had a really wild week. A wild week. If you remember, last episode I recorded was right before the Islanders game. I said on that episode, listen, I'm not going to talk about it too much. The game's coming up right after I finish recording, but I was predicting a 4-2 win. What did we get? Not that. 
Definitely not that. And it hurt. It hurt me real bad. It hurt all of us real bad. And I think that uh, it was one of those games where, man, had the nation on edge. Everybody was ready to just freak out after losing three no three nil i should say to the uh i was gonna call them the ottawa senators ottawa senators suck too but the new york islanders the oilers absolutely hammered sorokin with shots but it just it wasn't meant to be we're not gonna boo because the next two games two four three comeback wins they were just insane of course we got to thank everybody that came out to the brunch for ben on saturday at soho downtown but that place i gotta tell you it was quiet to start it was a real quiet place to start that game. And I mean, I don't blame anybody. How can you? The Oilers were down by three. Then what happened? The place came alive in the third period was we got four straight goals from the boys, including three assists by Ryan McLeod. He got hurt doing that somehow. Warren Fogel also got hurt. He was in the mix. Dylan Holloway got his first. There was a lot to cheer about, and we're going to get into all of that a little bit. But thank you to everybody that came down to Soho last Saturday. It was so much fun. I love doing events like that. I was even writing the wrap-up. I wrote the wrap-up from my phone at the table we were sitting at. And if you read it that day, you're like, what's with this format? But I'm a sucker for a brunch party, man. I wasn't going to miss it. So you know I was writing that wrap-up from the table we were at. It was good. Thank you, everybody. And then on Monday, back in Edmonton, weird schedule, by the way, on the road for three games in the New York area. Come back for one game in Edmonton against the Florida Panthers, and then they're back on the road tonight against Chicago. I'm not going to talk too much about the Chicago game, 4-2 win coming, but it's a game you have to win. It's a game you have to win. Got to figure it out. You can't let a team that is, I don't know if they're dead last, or but they're near the bottom. They are near the bottom of the NHL. They've lost a bunch of games in a row. You cannot let them up off the mat. Where I get nervous, and I'm just going to go ahead and admit it to you, I'm just going to go ahead and admit that sometimes I get nervous with these kinds of games because the Oilers tend to play down to their competition. I need somebody to slap them and wake them all up. Just like that. Everybody. Woody walks around the dressing room. Are you ready to go? Yes. Connor? Wake up. Leon? Wake up. Nooch? Let's get going. Stuart Skinner's in net? You get one too. Either way, the Oilers have got to pull out a win tonight against Chicago. And... It's not a must-win game. We're not talking about that yet, like mathematically, but like spiritually, you have to you have to think it's a must-win game now. Anyway, that's the game against Chicago. That'll be coming up later tonight at 7.30 p.m. Mountain. I'm recording at 4.30 today in Edmonton, so I'm not even going to bother talking about it too, too much. Outside of a couple of things in the news that are just pretty cool, that are just pretty cool. But what everybody wants to know this week is about the cast. The other night on the B-Cast, I talked about how it could possibly be one of the last episodes. And the response I got was pretty amazing, actually. Looking at uh, some of the voicemail titles that I've got coming up, I imagine some people are going to be asking questions about this, so I'm just going to get this out of the way now. The B-Cast is in jeopardy. And the reason is because we're bringing in an Oilers Nation post-game show called Oilers Nation After Dark. And it's going to launch, and it's going to be legit. And it's going to be one of the podcast, or it's going to be a post game show that you would expect a little bit more. Uh, how would you even say it? More standard. Does that make sense? I feel like it should make sense, but it's going to be a little bit more of what you'd be used to from a post game show. Like, I mean, I get it. The Pcast is weird and it's random and it's super niche, so I generally understand the decision to go a more mainstream kind of way. 
I, I, you know, I suppose. I just, I just didn't think it was going to be Tyler that made the decision on it. Tyler, of course, is the head of podcasts and show running. So ultimately, it's his call to make. And he can say that I'm in charge of Oilers Nation or, you know, high up in the Nation Network and all that's true. But you can't do every job. Sometimes you have to delegate jobs to people that you trust. And Tyler is one of those people. Unfortunately, he's a guy I also love. And it hurts my feelings real bad to know that he is the one that ultimately is going to make pull the plug on it. When he talked about this yesterday on Oilers Nation Every Day, here's what he said. A lot of you are saying you're buying into bag milk's propaganda. This whole thing that Tyler wants to end the beat cast, it's just not true. Think about that for a second. It's just not true. But then why did he announce a postgame show on his Twitter and say, I think it's time for Oilers Nation to get a postgame show? He's been on the B-Cast. He knows I've done it. He knows I've done it for the last four years. I thought we had a post-game show. Didn't you? I don't know. I am not the one who wants to end the B-Cast. There is a want for a show that is on a platform or more platforms than just Instagram. So I said, well... We can build that up. We can start a show that exists on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, the way you guys take in this show, right? Of course, his show, Oilers Nation Every Day. I want a show that I have been a guest on every Friday since it launched. Just because Tyler asked me to. He said, hey, will you be a guest on the show every single week? And I said, yeah, man, no problem. How long do you need me for? Oh, just we'll see how it goes, you know? We'll see how it goes. That's the kind of guy I am. That's the kind of that's the kind of commitment to the team that I roll with. Someone's already calling me a cat food eater because I'm bringing up this uh, this conversation. But anyways, the point is a show that is more widely available than just on the Instagram. I never said it had to end the B cast. I said the two could coexist. Apparently they can't. Apparently some people don't see it that way. I don't know where that came from. I, I just think like if we were doing a post-game show, which we are, it's going to be called Oilers Nation After Dark. I'm good with that. I just thought that my thing was so different and so just oddly specific to the crew that generally watches every night that there was room for both. I didn't necessarily think that it would cannibalize viewership from the other post-game show, but maybe it will. You know, like I said, I get it. It's just it sucks, man. It sucks. And I'm going to keep doing them until I'm told I'm not allowed to. So I'm expecting to do one tonight, Wednesday, November 30th against Chicago. I'm expecting a 4-2 win and I'm expecting to go live on Instagram after. How long will that last? I don't know. But it seems like we're doing a B-Cast farewell tour and maybe that's just the best we can hope for. If you're a fan of the B-Cast, please keep emailing Tyler, tyler at oilersnation.com. Leave feedback. Please jump in the chat on his show, Oilers Nation, every day. That goes live at noon on our YouTube page. Just let him know. Let him know what you think. Again, Tyler is head of podcasting and shows within the Nation Network. So ultimately, these are his calls to make. There, he's his calls to make. Ruthless decisions by Tyler, by the way. Just ruthless decisions. Ruthless to the point that I actually respect it. I actually respect it, but uh, that doesn't mean it hurts. That doesn't mean it hurts. Doesn't no question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. That's what I should have said. It doesn't mean that I doesn't hurt because Tyler's my boy. He still always will be my boy. So don't ever think that I'm going to just abandon my love for him. But, uh, you know. Well, well, well. 
how the turntables. So we'll see what happens. In the meantime, though, I will go do my thing live on Instagram, just as I always have for the last four years, and we'll just see what happens. We'll see what happens. Maybe there's enough noise that'll get made about the Bcast that I'm just going to keep doing it anyway. Maybe I should just do it anyway. Maybe I should just ignore everyone and do my own thing. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Really quickly before I get to the question of the week, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Like This is the time of the year when those Spotify yearly wrap images comes around and everybody gets the image of what they've listened to and all that shit. It was kind of cool that they turned it into like a concert poster this year and made it a little bit different, the graphic than we've seen over the last couple of years. But what I want to say thank you for is that all the people that were tweeting at me and sending me DMs on Instagram showing better late than never is one of their most listened to podcasts of the year. Thank you so much. It really does mean a lot to me because right now I'm sitting in studio 93 in my basement at my house. It's at the castle milk and it's just me in here. It's just me. I've got the equipment. I've got the software. I've got the soundboard. I've got my screen set up. And it's just me doing this in my basement. So the fact that it's turned into what it has in the span of less than a year, I just looked. My first episode was in January last year. In less than a year, I'm just super, super grateful. And I'm super happy that you guys are here on the weird ride and contributing as much as you are. The podcast doesn't work without all of you sending in clips and sending in notes and answering the weekly questions and all that stuff. Thank you. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for including this podcast into your weekly rhythm because, again, it's grown beyond what I ever expected it to, if I'm being very, very honest. And I'm grateful. I just really am grateful. So thank you very much. All that suckiness out of the way, it is time to get to the question of the week, which this week was... If you could only eat at one fast food place for the rest of your life, which would it be? And this isn't like like a question that just nobody's ever asked before, right? But like, I find that when we talk about food on this podcast, when we talk about groceries, we just talk about real life shit, not the real life podcast. That's a great podcast too. But when we just talk about real life shit and adulting, if you want to say that word, um, I just find it fun. And when it comes to people's food and it comes to fast food specifically, I'm super interested in what everybody had to say. So I'm going to jump over to Twitter first. I imagine that we're going to have some answers in the voicemail a little bit later as well. But to start things off, Donovan, there is only one right answer. I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old, so I already know I can tolerate it more than one time a week. Breakfast is elite. Ice cream when working is fantastic. Burgers are fine. Fries are the best. It is 100% McDonald's. Ian says, A&W, great breakfast, good options for burgers, plus some chicken, as well as some decent coffee and drinks. Uh, David Short, he says, he replied to the question of the week, says, unrelated, is better late than never, also under review by Tyler Ramchuk? It might be. Yeah! Tyler, is that you? Uh, Mark, Mark says, odd burger, he's vegan. Jen says, I pick McDonald's and I don't care who knows it. Uh, Taryn says, A&W, the breakfast machine, the be- breakfast machine, the breakfast sandwiches slap. The coffee's the best. The burgers are juicy and the best seasoning. Root beer, milkshakes, chubby chicken. You are left wanting for nothing. Carl's Jr. is getting a vote. You know what? The A&W one, that, I hadn't really considered them as an option if I'm being honest with you. I'm reading the replies and after you say it, I kind of, like, I kind of get it. I legitimately get it. My problem with A&W, though, probably is, are there enough locations to make this work? If you've got one fast food option forever, 
do they have enough spots? Like, I'm trying to think of where I live in the West End in Edmonton. I don't even know where the closest A&W is to me. Probably the mall. West Edmonton Mall? Yeah, that's right. I live close to West Edmonton Mall. I'm not bragging about it, but that's just where I live. So I'm going to guess that's probably the closest A&W, but I honestly have no idea. I'm not a big A&W guy. Not for lack of love of A&W. Just it's not ne- not necessarily in my general rotation. Otto says, Carl's Jr. for me. Love the burgers. Richard says, I don't seem to ever get sick of Edo Japan. Ryan says, gotta go Wendy's. If you got a spicy chicken and a JBC, I'll find my way. Uh, Adrian talking about the old heartstrings here shout out to arby's you want a beef and ched beef and ched till we're dead james says mucho burrito is the easiest answer flavor satisfaction filling and balanced meals uh ryan responds though are you sure that's fast food takes bloody forever <laughs> and that was another thing too that i love in here is just the beefs that got started uh wendy's gets a vote from amon kabir says let me see here This is honestly one of the most difficult questions I've ever been asked. So I replied, a lot of details to think through on this one. Let me know what you come up with. And Kabir's answer was, thought about it, and I'll go with the most basic answer, McDonald's. Wendy's and A&W were my other very close finalists, but McDonald's just has something in every situation, any meal or time of day. Great Coffee and McFlurry pushed it over the line. See, and I'm thinking about this too. I got a bunch more answers that I want to get through. Uh, Dairy Queen from JD. Didn't expect that one. A lot of people like Dairy Queen food, like the actual burgers and fries and shit. I don't know that I've ever got them. I don't know that I've ever bought actual food at Dairy Queen. It's only been ice cream. Maybe I should check that out. Maybe Dairy Queen just not getting enough respect because I don't know enough about the food. What I was going to say, though, is if I'm picking one fast food place, I had two options in my head. I had... Subway is one, and I had McDonald's as one. And I'm going to give you my reasons why after I wrap up some of these answers. So G for Bugs says, Mucho Burrito, zero guilt when I eat it. I count Mucho as a quote-unquote healthy fast food option. Just one guy says, A&W, subpar fries with their teen burgers, rings, and root beer make up for it for sure. See, and I'm a big fries guy. Like, I think if I have to go with one fast food place forever, I got to love the fries. I got to love the fries. Uh, Buffy Nakachi says, in and out for the double-double animal-style flying Dutchman. I've never eaten that in and out. Maybe next time I go down to California, I've got to do it. Electronic Jordan says, I'm struggling with this question. For best, I think I'm going to five guys, but if it's my only ever, I'd need something with a little more variety. Maybe Subway for the potential combinations? Absolutely Wendy's, that says, formerly known as Matt the Farmer. Best burger, best bacon, best chicken sandwich, and Frosties. Uh, the juice agrees with the farmer named Matt. Burgers are upper tier. Chicken sandwich is trash. You've never been to Popeye's, I see. See, I just love the beef. I love the beef. Forgive the pun because we were talking about chicken. Roughing, kneeing, misconduct says McDonald's because I can get three predictable meals per day with some variety. My heart wants Popeye's, but my brain knows I can make it on McDonald's. Rosie says it's toss up between A&W and Wendy's. Anyways, now I'm hungry. Okay, sorry, you need the reasons. I got hungry and I had to go order some food. Wendy's has good burgers and a wide variety of other delicious things like salads, chili, nachos, frosties. But A&W is solid burgers and those god-tier onion rings. Uh, my boy Dangerous Wade says, Tokyo Express, hands down. No love for any outside-the-box options like for Tokyo Express. So I like this one too. I'm a big sushi guy big sushi guy there's a lot on that menu i can get and it's not just sushi they got all kind of teriyaki and rice bowls 
you probably know, I've probably said it on this podcast before, but if I'm going out for food and I don't have a specific place in mind, I default Asian. Like whether I'm going to go for pho, whether I'm going to go for Chinese food, something like that. That's just where my default state of mind is. Last weekend, last Sunday, Mrs. and I, we went to Mikado. Great sushi. Had myself a Sapporo. That is just good, good living right there, friends. Zach Lang, Nation Network News Director, says, I found Harvey's recently, and my God, it has changed my life. Absolute God-tier fast food joint. Of course, Zach likes to have it his way. Adrian says, Wendy's, baby, great salad and burgers. The Old Boys Club says, Jollibee, who wouldn't want to dine on a classic combination of fried chicken and spaghetti for the rest of their life? Of course, that starts some arguments. Uh, KNZN says, I'm thinking long-term here, so I have to say McDonald's. It's not fresh, it's poor quality, and it tastes like shit sometimes, and it's the same menu every time. But sometimes the rest, something has... But McDonald's has something the rest don't. Nostalgia. When I'm eating fast food, I want to remember that times were simpler. A&W gets a vote from Griffin. Rubber Trout says A&W. Teen Burgers and Mozzarella Burgers are top-notch. Onion rings there are far better than fries. Plus, it has old bacon and egg, which is an elite breakfast food. A lot of love for A&W. Nando's getting some love. Love the chicken at Nando's. Alcoholic says, I'm going to go with your friend of the pod and choose burritos. Got to be Mucho Burrito. Nell says, Subway, endless combinations of possibilities. Keeps things feeling new and not redundant. Great soups can also turn your sub into a salad for exponentially change it up. Oh, and the cookies. I can make endless arguments on why most people should pick A&W. So it's so good. I'm not even going to count it as fast food. And lastly, Teddy says, as a man with a refined palate is Wendy's hands down. The bacon deluxe is the best burger around. It's got the red onions, the sour pickles, none of this sweet pickle bullshit, ketchup and mayo. I absolutely love the passion here. I love everything about what's going on here. I just I love when we talk food on this podcast. I just really do. So keep sending me your answers in. If I got some in the voicemail, I'm going to be super excited to read those as well. I or listen to those as well. I just I'm super pumped on this. I'm super pumped on this week's question and all the answers you've had. A lot of passion in there. So for me, the reasons why I narrowed it down to Subway and McDonald's. McDonald's has got everything I could possibly want on their menu. Variety. I like the burgers. The fries are elite. Yeah, I said it. They are elite. The ice cream is great. When the machine is working, as one of the other tweeters said, um, there's also, you can get salads at McDonald's. I'm not saying they're going to be a great salad, but you can get a salad if you want one. I also like the toys, the coffee. I'm a big coffee guy. If you listen to the Real Life podcast this past on Monday, I think, we were talking about coffee. Huge coffee guy in McDonald's is elite coffee. Not just their regular coffee. You can also get the McCafe shit with the lattes and all that stuff. That weighed heavily for me. The other option I had was Subway. But I also love fries. I love fries so much that I negated Subway off my list because they don't have anything like that. I agree with everybody what they said. The subs are great. You got some veggies in there. You get the illusion of feeling healthy after you eat Subway. You could turn it into a salad. You can turn it into a wrap. They got the cookies. They got the combos. They got all that shit. But they don't got no fries, baby. They don't got no fries. And that ultimately was the difference maker. And with that, let's get to the news. The news! Busy week for the Edmonton Oilers. It's been an emotional week too, hasn't it? We'll get there in a second. 
couple of things I want to touch on first. Did you feel the ground wobble yesterday? From this article at CBC, uh, Earthquake Canada said two 5.2 magnitude quakes and a 5.8 magnitude quake were reported on Tuesday. Aftershocks continued to reverberate through the night after three of the largest earthquakes ever recorded in Alberta rattled the province on Tuesday. Earthquakes Canada said a string of seismic events rumbled through northwestern Alberta. The largest was a magnitude 5.8 and it happened shortly before 5 p.m. Um... The Earthquake Canada website said a series of earthquakes has occurred in northwestern Alberta. The largest, a 5.8 earthquake, was preceded by two smaller 5.2 earthquakes and followed by several felt events. All three quakes were detected near Reno, Alberta, a rural hamlet 365 or 360 kilometers northwest of Edmonton in the Peace River region. Reno is 200 kilometers northeast of Dawson Creek. The tremors were felt in communities across the province. I don't know. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say I didn't know that Alberta had earthquakes. I didn't know that at all. I didn't know that was a thing that we had to deal with. But yesterday, my missus, she texted me. She's like, my house is shaking. My house is shaking. And I'm like, what? Because here I am sitting. I'm driving home. And the message popped up on my center console. Again, bless Alva Romeo of Edmonton for giving me that whip. It was too smooth of a ride for me to feel shit. The whole ground was shaking in Alberta, and I didn't feel anything. The suspension on the Alfa Romeo Stelvio, legit. It's legit, son. So when I saw a text message from my missus come up on the screen that says, my whole house is shaking, my whole house is shaking, I'm like, well, that's abnormal. That is abnormal. I, again, I didn't know this was a thing that we had to deal with, but um, we'll see. Industrial activity likely not to blame for the earthquakes, though. Stephen Crane, a seismologist with the Natural Resource of Canada, said Tuesday's earthquakes were likely naturally occurring and not triggered by industrial activity such as fracking. He said the depth of the tremors indicate they were triggered by natural shifts in the faults deep in the earth. He said that researchers will now be working to better map out the underground geology of the area. There are farts. Farts. There are farts. Hang on. There are farts. Mm-hmm. That wasn't real. Uh, there are faults all over Canada. A lot of these faults are inactive, and we wouldn't know about most of them, particularly these ones because that happened at several kilometers depth. It's likely that these did occur on a fault that we didn't know about, but that's something that we will start investigating. The geology east of the Rocky Mountains is such that it favors transmission of seismic energy much more easily than the Rocky Mountains and in BC where the geology is pretty complicated. So it's not surprising that this earthquake would be felt at greater distances. Did you feel the earthquake? I did not. Again, I was in the Alfa Romeo. I was enjoying a smooth ride. Very smooth ride. Uh, another thing I want to get to as well uh, before we get to some weather's news is this article that I saw on CBC the other day that the title by Chris Jones, it says, is Alfonso Davies celebrity a potential problem for Canada's men's World Cup team? <laughs> like what? <laughs> even, just the, even just the headline is like, what are you talking about? Nearly 48 hours after Alfonso Davies scored the first World Cup goal in the history of Canada's men's team in a 4-1 loss to Croatia, he finally met with reporters on Tuesday evening to talk about it. Uh, Davies wasn't the only one who's been waiting. His appearance in the media tent at Canada's training center was his first since the World Cup began 10 days ago, and the story of his conspicuous absence has been filling the void 
His silence has left after every game here, rights holding broadcasters, TSN in Canada and BN Sports internationally get the first crack as players as they leave the field. Davey spoke briefly in both following the Croatian game. So I don't get this at all. Uh, the author goes on, Davies has every right not to speak on some level. His reticence is even understandable. I don't, I don't get this. Like Alfonso Davies, just being Alfonso Davies standing in photos, posing in the team Canada kit. Like, doesn't that do more for the game than him saying mindless words and a soundbite on TSN? Like, I don't think that we need to worry about how much Alfonso Davies speaks. It's just like Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid is the best player on earth. And I don't really care if he speaks to the media whatsoever. Hell, I've said it on this podcast a million times. The most interesting Edmonton Oiler by a country mile is Leon Dreisaitl. If we're going to talk about uh, an oiler that should always have a microphone in his face, it's Leon Dreisaitl. But if Connor doesn't want to speak, let his talking do on the ice, I'm good with it. I am absolutely good with it. I just didn't understand the article at all. Leave Alfonso Davies alone because he's doing fine. I promise you that. And he is going to do more for soccer in this country. Football. Sorry, Liam, if you're listening to this. He's going to do more for football in this country with his play on the field than anything he could say in the media ever will. So that's where we're going to leave it off. I just thought it was weird because it's one of those things where it's not just Connor that takes it. Well, like, oh, he's not good in the media. He doesn't want to talk. Maybe Alfonso doesn't want to talk to you either. And quite frankly, who cares if he doesn't? I get why you want to talk to him. He's Canada's best player. He's a superstar in the sport. He is also 22 years old. This is the biggest stage of his life. I don't expect him to know how to do everything right. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. Uh, Getting back to the Edmonton Oilers, though, with that out of the way, I want to look at the schedule a little bit. We've got a busy, busy schedule coming up. We've got Chicago tonight, as I mentioned off the jump, 4-2 win. Minnesota tomorrow. The interesting thing I think about tonight is I would have started Jack Campbell against Chicago and Skinner against Minnesota, but they're doing probably the reverse. We got Montreal on Saturday. That is back in Edmonton. Then we got Washington on Monday. That will be the four games coming up before the next episode of the podcast. I'm going to say that of those, the Oilers have to win three. So if I'm going to pick my three winners, and we're going to check in on how I do next week when I record the podcast, Chicago, we never get up for a game in Minnesota. So I'm just going to assume a loss in Minnesota. That's just a default L to me in that, in my opinion. Montreal, that's a win. Washington, that's a win. So I'm going to say the Oilers go 3-1 and one over these four games coming into next week. Somebody keep record of that. Somebody keep record of that and remind me. Uh, on Saturday... As I mentioned off the jump when we were talking about the Soho event, the brunch for Ben. Again, thank you to everybody that came down. It was so much fun to be there. And it was so cool to see the kids participating in the coloring contest and getting super excited about winning prizes. Absolutely fantastic. But the Oilers wouldn't have won if it wasn't for Dylan Holloway. First NHL goal for Holloway. Love to see it because not only was it a nice goal, the look of joy on his face, I will never, ever get tired of that. I absolutely love when guys score their first NHL goal, and I don't care who it is. Lord knows we've seen a bunch of them get scored against the Edmonton Oilers, but when a guy gets his first, I absolutely love it. And just the look of joy on Holloway's face, the moment it came in, the goalie he scored it again, and Igor Sturk, and there's just so much to like about it. It was a skilled play, beauty shot, shutout, to Dylan Holloway. Let's go, baby. Other news that came this past week was the SSAC crew 
all together, if you didn't know, Liam put together an article over at weathersnation.com that talked about Tyler Benson, Stuart Skinner, and James Hamblin all playing together on the Southside Athletics Club when they were in Bantam. Just complete nuts that all three of them are playing for the Edmonton Oilers, and all three of them are in the lineup tonight. Before we got there, though, James Hamlin made his NHL debut the other night at Rogers Place. How cool is that? When you're a hometown kid, you get to play for the hometown team. You got a whole bunch of family in there. I just thought it was super cool. So before the game, James Hamlin was asked what he thinks about making his debut for the Oilers, and here's what he said. What was the reaction like by you and the people you speak of when you got the call and the idea that you'd be playing your first NHL game? Uh, uh, a lot of tears were shed right, right off the bat. Just like I said, a lot of hard work put in to get to this point. So uh, kind of a rush of emotions. Um, I immediately called my dad and I uh, was hardly even got it out to him. So uh, it's just super cool to be here and I'm just thankful for the opportunity. Shout out to you, James Hamlin. There's a little standing applause for you. An ovation. You know, I thought that, I thought he was contributing. And while I don't necessarily expect him to stick around long term, I just, I'm so pumped for these guys. And just again, the Southside Athletic Club, having Tyler Benson, Stuart Skinner, and James Hamlin all on the same team, all of them go on to play for the Oilers, all of them in the lineup tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks. Absolutely amazing. And I love it. I love it. Uh, Moving away from the Oilers a little bit. Last night, Alex Ovechkin, most road goals in NHL history. He passed Gretzky after he scored a pair of goals in like 12 minutes or something. And it got me to thinking like a couple years ago, I would have never expected Ovi to actually have Gretzky's record in line. I just thought it was like, man, he's going to be in the back half of his of his uh of his 30s the guy's getting up there and i just don't know that he's gonna have the jam to actually get all of the goals he needs well now nobody in the nhl has ever scored more away goals than alex ovechkin and was it surprising he got him right from his office no but the question is can he get the hundred and some that's left to catch gretzky this guy is 37 years old he turned 37 in september In terms of hockey, he is an old dude, but he's not playing like it. He's filling the net. He's on pace for just a crazy amount of goals again this season as a 37-year-old. I think he's going to do it. And weirder, I think I'm kind of excited about it. This is one of those records that I just didn't think anybody was ever going to get. And Ovi's just, I mean, we've all watched him since he got drafted. We've all seen the goals from that exact same spot on the ice. And we've all seen that teams just cannot stop it. So kind of hard not to cheer for the guy in a way you don't get to see greatness like this and like i say about Connor mcdavid on a seems like weekly basis enjoy Connor mcdavid while you're watching because you're seeing something that is abnormal and with alex ovechkin it's kind of the same thing isn't it it's kind of the same thing and for that reason i'm starting to get excited about ovi's quest for gretzky's record even Gretzky's excited for it. Records are meant to be broken and as much as i don't want him to break because i'm an oilers fan and i will be my entire life you have to respect greatness. Uh, wrapping up the news on a little bit of a downer note. Last night during the Bruins and Lightning broadcast, Jack Edwards just decided to take like a full minute to fat shame Pat Maroon. Uh, basically said that he's, you know, guy hasn't missed a meal or whatever. I'm not going to, I don't remember everything he said. It was just, it was odd. It had nothing to do with anything. Pat Maroon was just existing in that moment. And Jack Edwards goes on and on about him. Then he casually throws in a backhanded compliment at the end of it. It was like, well, the guy's got three cups in a row. What am I going to say? Well, 
A lot of people were dunking on Jack Edwards today for his comments about Pat Maroon. Pat Maroon, though, he didn't say anything negative about it. What he did is he tweeted, In support of those struggling with mental health, bullying, and body image, I'm making a $2,000 donation in the name of Real Jack Edwards to the Tampa Bay Thrives. Uh, an organization in Tampa Bay, and I encourage Tampa Bay Lightning and NHL fans to join me. He included a link to donate, and I saw our boy Frank Saravalli over at DailyFaceoff.com made a donation following up that tweet. So shout out to Pat Maroon. I love the guy. I'm still sad that he's gone, and don't be an asshole. There was no need for it, and that's what I didn't understand about the whole thing with Jack Edwards is there was just no need for it. It was so unnecessary, and I'm glad that Pat Maroon's making you look like an idiot. That wraps up the news. Do you like that I've included some stories outside of the NHL? I think I want to do more of that. Let me know. If you're listening to this podcast, let me know. Yes, I want stories outside the NHL. Yes, I want to know what you find interesting. If you don't, let me know that as well. Again, I want to hear your feedback on how things are going. So, you like this podcast. Bachelate the never with bank milk. Why don't you go to your favorite podcast app? Like, subscribe, hair, leave a review. You sexy humor. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. For Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, it is time for the Righteous Sack Beating. Of course, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, TrilogyRentals.ca, that's the website, are an established provider of oilfield rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They also provide seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac La Biche, and others as customers require. If you need anything for the job site, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are there to help you. Check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. This week, the righteous sack beating is just, it's, I didn't really have anything that was too annoying for me this week. So 
One thing that I just, I don't understand, and it doesn't matter what platform is on, whether we're talking about Twitter, whether we're talking about Instagram, whether we're talking about Facebook, any of the social platforms, people that announce that they're leaving when really no one gives a shit. It annoys me, and I don't know why it annoys me. It's just more sad on the on the individual's part. Like, as an example, if somebody comes to my Instagram page, hi, my name is Bag Milk on Instagram, and they tweet, or they post a comment saying, fuck you, Bag Milk, I'm unfollowing. Like, I don't care. I, it's like you're trying to get a jab in on me for some, like, it's not just me. Like, this didn't even happen to me. I just notice it. Uh, it's like you're trying to get a jab in, but it doesn't land the way you think it does. At least not to me. To me, it looks like one of those things where it's like, pay attention to me. I'm important and you must recognize that I'm leaving and maybe even beg me to stay. Like, nobody's going to do that. It's like on Twitter the other day, like when everybody's like, I'm leaving Twitter, but they're doing it on Twitter or they're complaining about leaving Twitter on Twitter. It's just, I don't get it. Like, if you're going to leave Twitter, fine. Elon Musk doing weird shit with it. I don't know what's going on there either. I don't even know if that fucking platform is going to exist in a month from now, but just leave. Just leave. It's like one of those things where you're like, pay attention to me. Look at me. And then the other thing that's funny too is people being like, I'm leaving Twitter. By the way, here's all my other links so you can follow me. I just think that's just such a weird little, it's a weird little wrinkle of social media sometimes. It's a weird little wrinkle. It's like, hey, I'm going to stab you in the back. I'm going to tell you I'm unfollowing you and I'm going to twist the knife on my way out. Pay attention to me. I'm leaving. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it doesn't annoy me. Maybe I just think it's funny. Go ahead. You can unfollow me all you want. I really don't give a shit because I like I, I don't care about follower numbers all that much. Really, I appreciate all of you. I appreciate everybody that follows me because that generally tells me you've got the same sense of humor as me. And if you have the same sense of humor as me, or at least I can make you laugh, that's great. That's great. And if I'm not for you, that's cool too. There's plenty of other content out there, including a new Others Nation post game show <laughs> starring Tyler Rumchuck, probably. It's not actually Tyler. That's the funny thing about that is it's not actually Tyler show, but everybody is saying it's Tyler show. <laughs> ah, shit. Save the Bcast. Anyway, there's the righteous act beating for the week. It's not a great one. Just something I noticed over the last little bit. Stop telling people you're leaving because nobody cares. Literally nobody cares. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. I have also got a guest righteous sack beating this week. I don't know who it's from. I don't know what it's about. All I see is RSB on my voicemail buttons, so I'm going to push it. Here we go. You little fucker. (laughs) Me? Hang on a second. Surely that can't be me. You little fucker. (laughs) How dare you take away... Bag Milk's Beatcast. Okay, this isn't the After Hours podcast. This is the Bag Milk podcast. Uh, the Beatcast. Mm-hmm. He created it. I and did. now you want to take it away after all that suffering the next day after a fucking Oilers loss? How dare you? Let him suffer. Let him suffer and enjoy the wins. You know, here's the thing, too. There was a lot of, like, I'm not doing the beats thing this year unless people make a donation to the Edmonton Food Bank. Um, so if you make a donation and you'll be like, bag milk, I donated 20 bucks to the Edmonton Food Bank, do the beats thing. I will happily do it. I will go to the store. I'll grab them. I'll do it. I'll suffer the next day. That's what we're talking about here. Eating beets that late at night just did havoc on my stomach. And that's why I stopped doing it. Literally, I would be waking up from dead asleep in the morning, needing to shit my life out. 
I'm sorry that's graphic if you're listening to that. I'm sorry if there's kids in the car, but I'm just telling you the truth. I'm being honest here. And yeah, four years of it. So it's a little bit jarring. You little fuck. (laughs) I don't hate you, but I think (laughs) the control is getting to your mind. Mm -hmm. You little shit. He's power hungry. How dare you? You probably drive slow in the goddamn fast lane. He probably does because he's eating. Definitely do. He's eating. That's why. Mm -hmm. And you eat vegetables with a shit ton of butter. (laughs) Like, what are you doing, man? Right? Like, when you're drunk? Come on, bro. Come on, man. Get some chicken in there. At least. Maybe something something that tastes good. Not, Not that. Come on, man. Come on. Anyway... You're making a bad decision. The reason I let that ride out? Just 10 seconds of silence to end off this voicemail. There you go. Passionate about the Bcast. People are passionate. I think I'm going to win. I think I'm going to win. And I'm going to make Tyler realize that he's wrong. All of your feedback absolutely is going to make Tyler feel like he's wrong. And that's where we wrap up the trilogy of Oilfield Rentals Rides to Sack Beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. <laughs> You're listening to Better Late Than Never, the only podcast where Ryan Nugent Hopkins comes to find out how handsome he is. Mmm, so handsome. So, so handsome. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the voicemail. voicemail brought to you by me egg milk hello if you want to sponsor this segment by the way this gets a lot of downloads this particular section it's cool that i can see that kind of where we trend the voicemail is always one of the most listened to parts of the podcast and i appreciate all of you for making it work if you want to sponsor it hit me up bag milk at oilersnation.com let's start off with a voicemail from nick hey bag milk so uh i was I know what I wish I was watching the Oilers Islanders game right now, but sadly I am up to my asshole. Nick, if you missed that game, let me tell you, count your blessings. It was horrible. Exams and school and anxiety and stress. So sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And sometimes what you got to do is study instead of watching your favorite team play hockey. Actually, I don't know the Oilers score yet. So maybe I'd actually rather be studying. Anyways, yes. I was listening to Better Late Than Never, and I heard your comments about the Oilers' reverse retro jersey. I'm not here to tell you what you what you should like, but you more or less said you didn't like the Oilers' reverse retro because they shoehorn the orange in there. And I that's exactly what I said. So if you missed last week's podcast, I was talking about the reverse retros. I just basically said I was like, they should have. If you're gonna bring back the Todd McFarland design, bring back the Todd McFarland design. Bring it back as it was. There was no orange on that original one back in the 2000s or whenever it came out. Just go back to that. You don't have to shoehorn orange into everything you're doing just because you're the Edmonton Oilers. Like, just go back to that jersey. It was fine. I like that one way better. Anyway, Nick, sorry. I get if you don't like it, but that is a stupid reason not to like it. <laughs> wow, that is that's a... That's so dumb. Listen, I'm not saying I'm a smart guy. This is my reasons. You don't need to have orange everywhere. And it just... It, it looks weird. It looks like it doesn't belong there. If you walked in to the McDonald's that I'm only going to be eating at for the rest of my life. And all of a sudden there's a horse there behind the till. You'd be like, well, 
that seems odd, but it seems like that horse knows what they're doing and how they run that cash register. So I'm going to allow it, but that doesn't mean it's not odd. It doesn't belong here. That horse belongs outside. That's how I feel about the orange on that jersey. People act like the Oilers just brought this thing back as just a jersey. It's a reverse retro jersey. It's not a retro jersey. It is not an alternate jersey. It is a reverse retro jersey. The whole- ah, so Nick, then in your theory, and I'm going to get to your theory here right away, your theory, that reverse retro should have been a white then. It should have been a white jersey instead of the black. What say you now, Nick? What say you now? I poked a hole in your logic, didn't I? If we're talking about a reverse retro, that Todd McFarland jersey should have been presented to us as a white uniform. That is all. Thank you. The whole point of it is a cash grab for the NHL one. Well, that, that is, is to bring something from your team's past and modernize it and bring it back. And I feel like you're forgetting that. You're looking at it and just being like, oh, it didn't need this. Well, that was the whole point was to change it. Anyways, that's just minor things. Hopefully the Oilers beat the Islanders tonight. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching this game when I get home from studying. Anyways, see you big. I hope you did not watch that game, Nick. We may disagree on the reverse retro jersey or how it was presented even. But we will agree on the Oilers having a shit night against the Islanders. Next message is from Sober Canadian Guy. I imagine this will be totally sober and totally Canadian. Fucking boy. Um... (laughs) I was going to do a nasty idiot, but I'm like, you know what, I can't be fucked typing. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, I'll just say it to you, and I'll ask the one genius at all this nation. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but then I thought, well, Nation Dan doesn't have his own show, so I'll ask you instead. Ah! <laughs> oh, you tricked anyway, me. You bamboozled me. One, one here, just quickly. Would you rather? <laughs> You know what? I don't get very many would you rathers on here, so we are absolutely going to play would you rather with my sober Canadian friend. That's what his voicemail says. That's what his voicemail says. The accent, though, he must be from uh, Manitoba or something. Would you rather, um, oh, fuck, what's his name? Murray? <laughs> Ryan Murray? Is that, uh, fuck, like, man. I can tell you one thing. I do not want to fuck Ryan Murray. I'm vodka's deep. Ryan Murray. Fuck, I'm going to Google it while I'm on the voicemail. This is going to be the worst <laughs> listening. I, for all the other listeners, go fuck yourself. <laughs> except for Donkey Volley. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Donkey Volley. Yeah, no. Would you rather Ryan Murray? I just Googled it and I know it's the right name. Would you rather Ryan Murray or Chris Russell? Ooh. Ooh, I like this. Finish up your voicemail. As your seventh, if you had to pick one. And then also... Okay, he's got a second part of the question. So I'll just answer that. I would 100% prefer Chris Russell. Ryan Murray is a decent passer. He's a decent skater. He's an okay defender. But he's not great at any of it. This is my opinion. I don't think he's great at any of it. And it's a softer style of defense. With Chris Russell, 
you knew what you were getting with that guy. He skated well. He could pass okay. Wasn't going to get you any goals, but if he did, everybody was excited about it. But what he would do is he would block shots with his face if he thought that meant keeping the puck out of the net. And the Oilers don't have that right now. So to answer the question, I'm going to take Chris Russell. And I'm leg- we talked about this on Oilers Nation Radio a couple of times. I'm legitimately surprised nobody has signed him anywhere. It doesn't make sense to me. So yeah, Chris Russell. And then there's the second part, I guess. Obviously, the pandemic fucked this one, the salary cap, whatever. Would you rather Athena see you or Warren Fogel? Oh, that one's a spicy anyway, one. Anyway, I got to... Uh, voicemail cut off there. So that one's a spicy one because I guess in the the theory of the logic would be that Ethan Bear is still here. I had a lot of time for Ethan Bear. I thought he could have been a really nice defenseman on the right side for the Oilers. So in that one, I guess I would take Athanasiu because they're roughly the same price. Athanasiu's got a little bit more offensive upside, I think. Maybe. I don't know. That's a tough question. It's an interesting one. Let me know. Would you would ra- would you rather have Athanasiu or Warren Fogel? I guess it'd be Warren Fogel and Ethan Bear in theory, unless he's traded for something else. I don't know. This is a hypotheticals. Let me know. Hit me up. Would you rather have Warren Fogel or Andreas Athanasiu? Remove product from all packaging. Preheat your oven to 200 or gas mark six. You're now ready for better late than ever with bagged milk. I swear. That one was super weird. That one was super weird. But you know what? I don't know where Donkey Volley comes up with these ideas, but I'm never going to get tired of them never going to get tired of him. I'm always going to play your voicemails. Please keep sending me your weird shit with the batteries dying. I love it. Hey, Big Milk. I got a question for you. I don't know if this is common amongst NHL players, but every time I see someone on the team do something extraordinary, I always seem to find Leon Dreisaitl making some kind of deal about it on social media, whether that's posting on a story the first goal of Dylan Holloway, he's posted shutouts for Skinner, like, I've I've seen this guy do a lot. Why doesn't our captain do this kind of stuff? It would make me feel so much better about him as an individual. I know he's not the most vocal guy, but I don't know. I really like and respect that Drysaddle does this kind of stuff for his team, and it shows that he's a leader in the room. And I just wish McDavid would do it a little bit more because I'm sure he's saying something to the guys behind closed doors, but it's almost like a fan service at the same time to be like publicly stating that you're supporting your team. And I don't know. I just rarely see him do it for the team as well as for individuals so i wanted to get your opinion if i'm out to lunch on this or not you know what i hadn't really thought about it before i really hadn't thought about it i do, I just i just don't think that connor's a social media guy like would you be surprised at all like if you found out that connor's just got a burner account that he uses to cruise around and interact with his friends and family like i really wouldn't be surprised i just don't think that's his jam i think leon is and the reason i don't mind now that i'm thinking about this the reason it doesn't bother me that Connor doesn't do it, whereas Leon does, is those two are the yin and the yang for each other. They're like, everything Connor wishes he could say to the media, Leon's going out and saying it. I just feel like out front, the face of the team is, obviously it's Connor McDavid, but the spoken voice of the team is probably Leon Dreisaitl. And he is the guy that's going to post things in his story. And I just, I just don't think that's Connor's thing. 
I just don't think that's his thing. I bet what he does, though, is behind closed doors. I bet he makes a deal of it, and I bet he even does something nice for those guys or whatever. I wouldn't be surprised about any of that. But I bet his is a little bit quieter, a little bit under the radar. And I think it's probably because, and again, I don't know, Connor, I'm just guessing. He's been in the spotlight since he's, what, 13 years old? So I bet there's some times when he just wants to have a moment with people outside of the spotlight. He doesn't need you to know that he's doing something because we basically know when he's doing everything else. That's just my guess. Of course, again, I have no idea. You're listening to Better Late Than Never. Hopefully Tyler doesn't cancel this shit. (laughs) Fuck face. Yeah, Tyler. All I got to say is sign Bouchard to the cleft bomb contract right fucking now. Yes, please. Right now. Yes. Or if it was a million more, fuck it. Do yep. it. Do it. He's going to be so good in a year or two when his defensive game gets better in that. It rounds out. To be crazy. Um, he's too- Isn't it amazing? Sorry, I cut you off there. Isn't it amazing, Evan Bouchard? He was gripping the stick, man. He was white-knuckling that motherfucker all season long. And then all of a sudden, he gets two goals against the Rangers. He gets that last-minute buzzer, last-dying-second buzzer beater against the Florida Panthers. You could see the weight lift off his shoulders, man. That's the thing about hockey that I think we need to do a better job of acknowledging is that the human element of the game is so huge. When guys are not playing with confidence, they don't have any, and they're going to make mistakes. Everybody knows that Evan Bouchard is an offensive guy. Everybody knows it. We all know that he's got to work to do on the defensive side of the puck too, but everybody knows he's an offensive guy. So when he's not producing offense, how much do you think that's weighing on a kid who is, despite the fact that he looks 46 years old, is only 23? He's expected to produce points on this team. It's not like he can tiptoe in and be like, oh, golly gee, I got 40 points. Whoopsies, who who saw that coming? He's expected to do that shit this year. You know that weight on him. You know he had those expectations in his own mind, and you know they were weighing on him. Extend Bouchard. Give him the cleft bomb. I love this idea. We were talking about it last summer on Oilers Nation Radio. We need to bring this back. We need to do it right now. I am with you. Games are great. Uh... Really showed a lot of hustle and heart and depth is starting to come in finally now. Um, Bouchard's looking great. He just needed that confidence. He needed that first goal. That's what he yes. needed. Yes. And now he's got it. Yes. Uh, yeah. What else? What else was going to say? Um, <laughs> Nothing. Oh, yeah. Tyler definitely drives a Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't. He drives the nation truck. He drives the nation truck. Uh, next voicemail. Ah, oh, shit. My bad, Liam. I did not mean to include you into that rant. You eat those bananas in peace, sir. Enjoy this win. Was there a rant? Did I miss something? Did I get a voicemail that didn't come through? I don't know. My girl Kylie is up next. So, I don't... Mm. Oh, my God. I just had a dilemma. So, see, I was going to say Wendy's, but then I realized, okay, never mind. Question of the week. Kylie is working through it. We can hear in real time the hamster running on the wheel here. Will the hamster spin things around for Kylie? I believe so. I believe it's going to happen. Kylie, what do you got? I'm I'm fighting an internal battle. Battle? That's the word. Mm-hmm. Because I was like... 
I was going to change my mind to Subway, but then I can make my own Subway stuff at home. So I'm not going to go that route. Um, I need to know what kind of sandwiches you're making at the Castle Kylie. If you could make Subway adjacent sandwiches at home, I would like to pay you for a sandwich. One time I tried to pay Tyler Uremchuk $5 for a sandwich on the Real Life Podcast, and he would not give it to me. He wouldn't even make me one. The ingredients at his own house would not have cost $5. He would have made money just making me a sandwich. Did he do it? No, he didn't do it. Kylie, back to you. Probably going to go with Wendy's. Wendy's is a good choice. Wendy's. The thing I like about Wendy's is you get the burgers. I'm a huge spicy chicken guy. Love the Frosties. Fries, okay. Fries, okay. I actually like Wendy's salads. I used to get them all the time. I used to work right beside of Wendy's once upon a time. I used to get them all the time. I was a sales rep back then, arguably the worst sales rep on earth. Like if you know anybody in sales, you watch them do your thing, their thing and you're just like, how do you even do that? For me, it was kind of like, hey, do you want to buy X, Y, or Z? And they're like, nope. And I'd be like, all right then, see you later. Have a great day. Anyway, Kylie, I'm cutting you off and I'm completely off track. Yeah. Um, wow, that was a really long second to add to your podcast. So sorry. Uh-huh. Um, but I also have a comment about your Arby's. Oh, no. Kylie, I don't know where this is going, but I've already got my defenses up. I like you a whole lot. You know that. We had a good time in Toronto together. We were drinking beers. We were talking shit. It was fun. I don't know where this is going right now. I don't know where this is going right now. And I've got a feeling you're going to hurt me. Are you going to hurt me, Kylie? pick uh, assuming that that's your pick because you had the sticker on your instagram story but um my friend used to work at arby's and one time i was in the back with her and she opened the freezer literally (laughs) discussing i will never eat arby's not that i did before but i never ever will because they literally have frozen bricks of meat bricks of meat what the fuck is that you're saying disgusting um you're saying it like it's a bad thing i go in that freezer and i pull out a brick of meat and i'm just taking a bite right off that fucker you know i won't even thaw it out i'm just gonna have a frozen meat chunk in my mouth i'm gonna let it thaw out like an ice cube <laughs> i'm gonna let it thaw like an ice cube i should say <laughs> you thought you were gonna get me kylie that doesn't disturb me at all frozen bricks and meat that sounds like a win i'm gonna make myself an igloo out of those frozen bricks and meat and i'm gonna eat my way out no door no windows here i come yeah, she said it was, I, I can't remember, but frozen bricks of meat is a no-go for me. Well, then you're not, allowed, you're not invited in my frozen brick meat igloo. It's very cold outside. It's like minus 25 today. My dog doesn't even want to go outside, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him. He loves playing in the snow. Not today. Know what I'd be doing, though? In my yard at Castle Milk, I'm building an igloo of frozen bricks of meat, and I'm going to eat my way out. It's going to keep me warm, keep me fed, keep me looking svelte. If there was one fast food place that I could eat for the rest of my life... Hit me. Hmm. Well, here's what I will say. Yeah. I would choose Taco Bell. Oh. I like this. Taco Bell got no love on any of the tweets or on my Instagram, so I cannot wait to see where this is going. Personally, I love Taco Bell. I don't love shitting all that much, so I don't eat there that much. Allegedly, in my opinion. So I'm excited about this. Only thing making me not choose Taco Bell is that it literally gives you the shits every time you eat it. <laughs> That's what so I'm saying. So I'm not going to 
take that because I don't want to have the shits every time I eat Taco Bell mm-hmm. because that's exactly what happens. It makes sense. So what I'm going to choose is I'm going to choose Arby's. Oh, Arby's I love you. Is equally as good, if not better, in my. I love that these two voicemails came in back to back. Kylie talking about, I don't want a brick of meat. And then my boy here, he's just like, fuck yeah, give me that brick of meat. And Arby's is just amazing. You get yourself a beef and cheddar with the loaded curly fries. Damn, is that good. Mm. Arby's, 100%, is the place I'm going to choose to have for the rest of my life because. Amen. They got everything you could want. From chicken to roast beef, curly fries, regular curly fries. They got baked potatoes. They just got everything. I mean, they may not have beef burgers, but that's fine because the roast beef is just as good, if not better. And we learned that they just got frozen bricks of meat in the freezer. We just have a chunk of that, just a little mounch. Nom, nom, nom. A lot of people are going to be surprised probably that I didn't pick Arby's as my go-to. And I think it's just for the variety of McDonald's. Like my friend said here, there's a lot to like at the Arby's. I'm a big fan. I have Arby's all the time. And I even go on my birthday every year just as a little special treat for myself. But they don't have like enough. If I'm only eating one fast food place for the rest of my life, I just want, I almost want the place with the biggest menu. And that's what McDonald's gives me. I love Arby's though. And I would be happy if, if McDonald's just closed and they're like, you need to pick another one. Well, I'm going to pick Arby's. There you go. Hey, bag milk. LCYEG here. Uh, my, favorite fast food place that I absolutely would have no problem only having the option of eating from is taco time. Mm. If there is a taco time at the food court, I'm eating at it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. I don't eat taco time all that much, but I love me a taco. I love me a taco. In fact, fun fact, podcast confession. Not really. Tacos are my favorite food by a country mile. Like, it's not really close. I made myself some shredded chicken tacos this past weekend in the uh, crock pot. Absolute delight. I mean, Mrs. loved them. She probably thinks I'm a little bit sexier now because I made those tacos. So, taco time. I respect it. A nice, cheap taco. Listen, last time I had taco time was not that long ago, and I crushed. I crushed a bunch of hard shell tacos. I crushed them. They were like 99 cents or some shit. I'll eat those all day. Um, it is usually two, sometimes three, hard shell tacos with Fuck sour yeah. cream. And- Fuck yeah. Hard shell tacos rule. And I won't take any slander from anybody who says otherwise. Hard shell tacos rule. And a whole bunch of hot sauce. Sometimes some of those tater tot fry things, but not a requirement. And a root beer. Mm. Um, fun fact, when I was pregnant, I ate probably four, sometimes five tacos from Fuck taco yeah. time a day. And now my kids love tacos. So that's Amen. great. I'm passing it on. Have a good one, Big Bill. Cheers. Taco osmosis. That's what I call that. Talk Moses. You know, I get it. Who doesn't like tacos? Frankly, if you don't like tacos, no friend of mine. I have to go with Wendy's. It's the easy choice. Simply better fries than Don's. You got better burgers with more. Angus, please. Better fries than McDonald's? Please. Please. I respect Wendy's as a pick, but not for that reason. Ingredients on it. And I mean, the square patty's not the worst also. Frosty, fantastic. You dip your fries right in that frosty. Delicious. Mm, Delicious. Wendy's for me every day of the week. I'll take it until I die. I like you, Angus. I like the Wendy's pick. How dare you slander McDonald's fries? How dare you?
Nick, you're up next again. Hey, big milk. Uh, your question of the week was something like, if you go only eat one fat. Are you going to fucking like, are you taking sleeping pills with this voicemail? You sound down, my guy. Wake up. You need a coffee? Fast food chain for the rest of your life. What would it be? Um, I think what you're asking is. I like to think that Nick's in bed right now. You know, that's where he seems all comfortable. Maybe he's cozy. He's in bed. He hasn't gotten up yet. First thing in the morning. I have no idea what, no idea what time this message came in. He's just laying in bed. He's curled up. He's got his blankie up around his neck. He's like, I want to leave old Uncle Bag Milk a voicemail talking about some fast food restaurants. I got takes and I want to share them, but I don't want to get out of bed. I'm real cozy. Maybe he's laying on his side, you know? Maybe he's got his headphones in, those Apple headphones with a little microphone there, listening to some tunes in the morning. That's what I'm picturing. What is my favorite fast food? Then I'm going to answer the question you asked me. So, uh, what fast food chain would I eat for the rest of my life? My favorite fast food chain is actually uh, Five Guys Burgers and Fries. Because you know what? There isn't an onion chain. If there was a like a fast food chain that just sold sauteed onions. Again, if you saw this, Nick took shit for this take last, last week with his sauteed onion snack and he's just sauteing onions and eating them like that. Absolute crazy behavior in my, in my opinion, Nick, we're going to change your, we're going to, we're going to work on that palate. But, uh, I respect five guys, but I respect it a little bit less knowing that Nick, <laughs> knowing that this is Nick's pick. Uh, he's got questionable judgment when it comes to his food choices. I'd eat that every day because that shit is delicious. Anyways, uh, Five Guys Burgers and Fries is my favorite, but if you've ever had Five Guys, it is good, but you fucking pay for that shit. When I go to Five Guys, I give myself two hours after to recover. It is <laughs> stolen water out in your gut all day, and I don't want to live life like that. So I think I'm going to have to go Subway. Subway is not my favorite, but I do like You pivoted on me, Nick. You went for the more sensible choice. You're thinking long-term, and that's what I like about this pivot. You're like, I love Fav, guys. That's my favorite fast food. But you know what? If I'm only allowed to have that food for the rest of my life, I don't want to be just kind of like in a food coma, food baby for the next two hours. I respect this. Yep. There's a lot of variety. I don't think I would get sick. Not that that, sub- not that Subway's very healthy at all, but you know, you get a little bit of veg in there, and you won't feel like shit after you eat it. So I think I'll have to go with Subway. I respect that choice. Last voicemail of the week is from Bob Vance from Vance Refri- uh, Refrigeration. Of course, you know Bob Vance. <laughs> Good day. Um, so, oh, dogs look at my face. Fuck. <laughs> See, this is what happens when I try to record a voicemail. Sober, <laughs> mate. Um, anyway, it's like five in the morning or some shit. <laughs> but just wanted to just wanted to put it out there for everyone. You know, Canada being in the World Cup. Really awesome. It was awesome. You know, that was us, 2006. Um, just really pumped to be there, you know. It didn't go as planned, but, you know, you guys put in a good performance and that's excellent. Um, not to fucking rub it in or anything, but if you are looking <laughs> for a team, you know, a little bandwagon to fucking <laughs> jump aboard. The Socceroos, you know, man. There's plenty of room down under, baby. Yes, sir. Fucking get around them Socceroos, mate. Let's fucking go. You know, I can, I love Australia. I love Australia. I, uh, I was lucky enough to spend a year there and I'd love to go back even just to visit. I got some friends there and, um, I, I'm down, I'm down with cheering for the soccer roost. 
I told Liam I was going to cheer for England because I just like watching him in the office when England is playing. He's fucking pacing around. He's cheering. He's doing all the stuff that I love. But you know what? I will div- I'll be an honorary Australian. I will be an honorary Australian. And you know what? Um, I don't know if I ever talked about this before. I actually have a Southern Cross tattoo, Mr. Australian friend. I'm not saying I'm proud of it. I was absolutely fucking hammered when I got it. Me and two dudes that were traveling, we were ba- I was traveling by myself. We were in, um, Air, uh, where were we? Byron Bay. And we were just absolutely rad ass. And we went into a tattoo shop thinking that getting the Southern Cross tattooed on us would be a fun memory of the trip to Australia. It's not. It's really not. And anytime I ever show an Australian, they're just like, what are you doing? You idiot. And it's true. It's true. It's like Australians don't come here and get the Canadian flag tattooed on them. Maybe they do. I don't know. But I wouldn't get a Canadian flag tattooed on me either. It doesn't matter how drunk I was. But in this case, I did do it. I will admit it. I'm confessing to you here now. The other thing, too, is if I ever show this tattoo to an Australian, they're always going, oh, what the fuck are you doing? They call me a bogan all the time. And it's it's quite funny to me because for me, when I look at the tattoo, I don't think of it as what it is, which is the Southern Cross on the flag of Australia. I don't think of it as that. I think of the day where I was completely hammered going into a tattoo shop and that fucking guy being like, these three drunk Canadians should have this tattoo and I'm going to be the guy that does it. (laughs) I thought about getting it covered a bunch of times because again, I don't care about the tattoo at all. Um, I have some shitty tattoos, so it kind of fits in line with that motif, but I decided against getting it covered ultimately because it's just funny. The memory of the day is funny to me. I don't care what the actual tattoo is. I've got a tattoo on my foot that I also is even worse somehow. I don't care about that one. But again, I remember the day I got it. And that's what I think about. So there's a little confession for you. I am in on the Socceroos because I'm an honorary Socceroo in a way. A shitty way. An embarrassing way. I'm not saying I made a good life choice. I'm just saying I made a choice and I'm confessing it to you here now. And that is how we conclude the voicemail. If you could do me a favor and leave me some reviews on the podcast, leave me some reviews. I haven't got a chance to read a review in a little while, and I think we're overdue. I think we are overdue on some reviews, and that's where you come in. Hit a, hit me up. As long as you give me five stars, I don't really care what you say. Plug your business for all I care. Or if you just want to advertise and plug your business for legit, bagmilkatoilersnation.com. Uh, real quick, ahead of tonight's Oilers game, a couple of things I just want to talk about real quick. For my friends at Betway, the bet of the game that I have tonight, and I'm looking forward to cashing it because it's hit for me. It hit for me on Saturday. I didn't bet it on on Monday against the Panthers. I don't know if I would have won or not now that I'm thinking about it. But on Saturday, I bet it. Connor and DeLeon both to register a power play point at plus 125. Come on, that is easy money. If the Oilers are going to score on the power play, chances are those two are going to be involved in it, and chances are they're going to be passing to each other. And chances are I'm going to more than double my money. So for our friends at Betway, gamble responsibly, provided that you are 19 years of age or older in some of the provinces, 18 here in Alberta, but please gamble responsibly. And if you're going to do it, let me tell you, Leon, Connor both to have a power play point at plus 125. Come on. For our friends at the audio department and Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. This is episode 56 of Better Late Than Never. I just want to say thank you again to being he- for being here. Please tell a friend, tell a cousin, tell your auntie, tell everybody you want. This podcast is all about you. It's all about me. 
It's all about the friendship we're making along the way. Thanks for being here, buddy. Why won't you kiss me?